What's shaking, hobos? Thanks for uh, tuning in for another episode of the Hobo Safe Camp Virtual Campfire. My name is Mark. I will be your camp host for whatever time this is you're listening. Still morning for me. Today's episode is so mind-blowingly appropriate, you don't even know. So, to, to this episode is episode 19 with my good friend Crystal, and it's called The Gospel of Bright Eyes. And Bright Eyes, if you don't know, Bright Eyes is a band uh, headed up by frontman Connor Oberst. And the reason it's so appropriate is because Holly and I got married 10 years ago in October. And we, we were living in Salt Lake City at the time, and we flew to San Diego to see Connor Oberst and the Mystic Valley Band. And when we were in San Diego, we decided to get married. And here we are 10 years later, living pretty near to San Diego, and we're going tomorrow to see Connor Oberst and the Mystic Valley Band. It's our 10th anniversary um, I, I don't know, like some somehow he knew <laughs> that October, but we'll be in Pioneer Town, which is the, we'll be about a mile from the site of our failed retreat we tried to pull off this summer. And I don't, I say failed only in the sense of uh, the traditional sense, but uh, a lot was learned from trying to put that together. Not just about how to put a retreat together, but also just about humanity and the things people um, expect. But I'm not going to get into that. <clears throat> but so, so, and, it, and it's been a few, and, and so this is great because it's been, a f- I'm, I'm kind of a, I, I used to be Connor Oberst's biggest fan until I met Crystal and I, I handed over the baton. <laughs> and, and, and kind of since then I've, I've, I've stopped really listening. I, there were, there was probably a good, Six years where all I did was listen to Connor Oberst and Bright Eyes. And then I just, you know, maybe I just got burned out a little bit. But, and that's kind of where I was when I started talking to her. And this was where I realized it was time I was no longer the, uh, the Connor flame torch bearer that I thought I was. And it was time to hand it over to um, Crystal. Or she probably always had it. I just thought I had it. And she was just like, no, look, you're not bearing a torch. I guess we can all bear torches. And so I'm going to spend the next couple of days immersed in Connor Oberst to uh, uh, Mystic Valley Band only put out two albums. And, and Holly and I actually kind of, they, they were kind of our our uh, Grateful Dead. We, we traveled around to see him. I saw him a lot of times. <laughs> and... And but it's been a, it's been a little bit since I've uh, immersed myself in it, and I, that's where I'm going to go. But I'm, first, I'm going to listen to this podcast, which oh my gosh, I'm not even prepared. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to I'm going to keep rambling so I can tell you when this originally aired. It was 2016, and it was probably October, which would be crazy, right? If if this Connor conversation happened in October along with all my big Connor moments. Let's see. That was, I don't know if it's just thrilling radio. 
October 26th, 2016 was the original broadcast date for this. And I haven't listened to it. haven't listened to it since then. But I'm going to listen to it now with you. So... I've been just kind of talking for 4 minutes and 13 seconds. I think I'm going to just go ahead and play it. Have a great day. Um, I'm going to play you a couple songs to help set the mood. The first one is Shell Games. It's from the People's Key album. Um, when it first came out, I used to say it was my New Year's resolution. Uh, now this song has actually become the philosophy for my life. Um, and then at, at, when I'm done at the end, stay tuned for the end, and I'll play a Bowl of Oranges off Lifted, uh, since that's the song that lit Crystal's Bright Eyes Fuse. So, without further ado, beaming in from a park bench in the southern United States to your phone through a tin can telephone stretched across dimensions to bring a message of love, acceptance, and mercy. Can I get a goddamn timpani roll to start this goddamn podcast? Ms. Crystal Elizondo, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. Ain't got no one to love me. No place to call my home Took the fireworks and the vanity The circuit board and the city streets Shooting stars, swaying palm tree Laid it at the arbiter's feet If I could change my mind, change the paradigm Prepare myself for another life Give myself for the many times I was cruel to something helpless and weak But here I become that heavy love I'm never gonna move it alone Here I become that heavy love Tag it on a tenement wall Here I become that heavy love Someone gotta share in the load oh, Here I come that heavy love I'm never gonna move it alone
telescopes Distorted facts I could never cope My private life is an inside joke No one will explain it to me We'll be everything that we connection yeah yeah you just pick up it's like you're immediately friends yes yeah it's crazy well you automatically you automatically have that that beautiful strong thing in common and i think behind that behind his music everything that comes with it i think is what draws us to him and probably draws us to each other yeah yeah because it's like we've all kind of experienced the same thing through his music yes so we have that common it's almost like a common experience because it kind of if he's i think if he's speaking to you you're you're already on that that level of experiencing that same thing i agree what uh so how did you how did you come about how did you find well, bright eyes i'm a little older than a lot of the fans that i meet so i hear a lot of people say oh he got me through high school etc etc it was after high school it was when lifted came out 2002 um i was listening to things like pearl jam afi things like that uh -huh. um amazing songwriters but you know nothing that really does what connor does i can remember specifically i was sitting in front of my bedroom mirror um straightening my hair and my sister was living with me at the time, and she was visiting a friend, and she came home in this rush, panic mode, and I thought something was wrong, and she turned off my radio, and she said, you have to listen to this. Your life is going to change. <laughs> she knew. And she played. I mean, my sister is my soulmate, so, I mean, she, she knew. Um she played false advertising and then bowl of oranges and i can remember staring at the stereo and looking at her and asking her what am i listening to <laughs> because i had never heard anything like it um the voice the music the the words and i just started crying and she said i'm gonna leave this with you and she left the cd and she literally left the house and the rest is history because my life was definitely changed. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm very grateful for that. <laughs> and, and then and then you never go back. Then it's like then you, then it, you kind of become obsessive <laughs> from that point on. To a point, yes. And it was like, okay, what else has this guy done? And you know, um, it just became this 
I hate to use the word obsession, but when it's some, I guess it's something that's part of your everyday life. Maybe it is. Yeah, well, that's why I wanted to talk. I, I've had a, I'm, I, I've had a, 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 it's for the past ten years. I've been annoyingly obsessed with <laughs> Connor Oberst to like to the point where it's like people don't even want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> you know, type of thing. The past couple of years haven't been as bad, but there haven't been a lot of bright eyes new bright eyes things and so the past couple of years I, i've been kind of chilling out a little um but like you know five years ago you would have probably liked to hang around me but most people didn't because it was just all you gotta listen to this album and right. and that was the same way i was i was a little older i was i was in fact i already had three kids and was divorced <laughs> when i first heard uh, heard uh um i'm wide awake it's morning and uh yeah and, and the same thing, but I what while the early stuff, here, here's how I kind of look at if you take Bright Eyes and start with the beginning, you kind of get this. You can you can go through a metamorphosis, a, a lifetime's metamorphosis, by just listening to these albums in order, where you kind of start with um, in the earlier stuff like Fevers and Mirrors. It's it's really egocentric you know there's it's 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 the there's some there's spirituality in there but it's almost like the uh the fact that there isn't like he's he's not feeling it has <laughs> kind of given him this this pain and then as as you as you progress through um and into uh, i'm wide awake this morning i think more so in digital ash where he start it's almost more like coming to religion you know where it's this stuff being integrated into um the ego and then you get to to and I, I think it's interesting too that you go through his two solo albums with mystic valley band without uh mike mogus in it there where those are really great songs but there's still something missing you know and it's and it's mike and then right the people's key comes out and it's like holy shit like this this thing has transcended human you know it's like i i look at I that agree. thing as like like that is it is the people's key and you can look at that album as ha as like letting the ego go and i don't know that album really transformed my life because i just that's the, the uh, that's and and one song shell shell games that song told me you don't have to be an asshole <laughs> you, know, yeah. you can make a conscious <laughs> choice and be a good person I think, you know, The People's Key is very underrated. I think a lot of people look at it as science fiction or some kind of trippy nonsense, and The People's Key really resonated with me. I found I found it, it's one of his best albums. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's funny going back, like you said, to Fevers and Mirrors. I think what's funny is even in the teenage Connor Oberst and his heartache and his pain, and, and I mean, you feel it. Mm -hmm. You feel it. Yeah. Um, there was still that common theme of the mirror, and it was like the mirror was terrifying at that point. Right. You know, because I, I do think that everyone we meet, everything is a mirror, and that's a scary place to be. And as the albums progressed, you know, up to the people's key, the people's key is the biggest mirror of all, is where you see everything. You know, and it, it's it's brilliant. That's interesting. The progression is brilliant. Yeah. I, I I think, but I think lifted is the one where he uh, 
actually it like I don't know I I I, I kind of got away from the the older ones and then um, knowing I was going to talk to you I've been listening over the past couple of days and they still <laughs> those the teenage Connor still gets his hooks in me yeah <laughs> <laughs> lifted I was telling I was telling a friend the other day about about lifted um I mean that obviously was the life changer for me but lifted is the kind of album especially bowl of oranges of course if I had been given that album in the womb I might have been more prepared for life <laughs> yeah you know yeah Bowl of Orcs is it's my prayer. I mean, I have it printed out. It's on my desk at work. You know, it's on my wall at home. It's just, it's life. It's it's this experience. It's who I am. It's what what we all are. It's, yeah, it's brilliant. But if you would have been given that in the womb, and and been prepared for life, you wouldn't have gone through the things that make it so you actually connect with that song. So <laughs> like, I know, like, I know. <laughs> that's the crazy thing. That's the crazy thing. So, so. Tell me how how has Connor helped you? Like what how, what, how specific how specific like like what are the ways like there are there are people li- listening and actually if people don't like Bright Eyes they're probably not listening right now they're probably <laughs> gone. But like 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 what is it like what like tell me some of the things he's gotten you through. <laughs> um, depression. Um, recently anxiety. He's gotten me through a lot of transition, and I say he, you know, when we yeah, talk about right. Connor, it's not Connor Obers, we don't know him, it's his music. Well, um, his fans are kind of crazy, <laughs> we all kind of act well, like we know him. I, I do separate, you know, I don't know this man as a person, right. and right. I'm, a, I'm relating to what is flowing through him. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something about the way he can express these human emotions, these feelings, this pain, this hope in a way that just makes sense and how it's helped me, you know, it's comforting to know that what you're feeling is valid. It's a real feeling that helps you go through a lot, you know, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too, too personal. I know um, a lot of, People who might be listening probably follow me on Instagram and know some of my my pain. You know, it's it's universal pain. Right, it's right. nothing. Um, we all have something. But you know, there were times when you know it sounds dramatic, but there are times when it gets so dark and you cannot see light. And there's something about Connor's music to put it on for me, and you. It makes everything okay. It just, it's hope. I guess I can explain it that way. It's, it feels like hope. Why do you think that is? Why, is, it, is it that you're seeing some, somebody else has overcome it? Or, or like, where do you think that hope comes from in, in listening to a song? Is it just music, the connection? Yeah, my, music goes deep for me. I feel like we are basically music. There's, you know, there's our soul is made of music notes. I say that sometimes. A lot of people who try to help and mean well, you know, a lot of people have answers. And I don't think that Connor's music has answers. And there's a comfort in that, knowing that it's a journey. It's okay. This is okay to feel. Um, 
we don't know the answers. We're going to get through this together. It's kind of a, a universal thing. Um, you know, he's not sitting there telling you, this is what you need to do to get better. His music is telling you, this is how you feel. It's okay. Other people feel it. And there's that connection. Like you said, there's that connection. Right. That's what I feel. That's right. what I feel. Well, it's it's that reminder. Now that you're talking, it's just, it's this is just a new thought for me. It's it's a reminder that you do have to go through it. Yes. <laughs> and and look, you're you're not the only one that's gone through it. You're not the first. You're not the last. And and here's somebody who's like I don't know how to describe it because it's like some people hear it as like whining, <laughs> you know. And I hear I it as, and I'm just like you. I hear it as hope. I hear it as no. There's a that's. The, he the the fact that he wrote the song is telling you he's trying to find a way out of it, you know? Yeah, like like Bowl of Oranges. I tell that to people all the time. This song is so hopeful. He wrote this in depth, the depths of depression, and that gives me hope. Because, you know, when you're in that dark place, you can't see. You can listen to that song and say, how can somebody possibly feel that way? And that's hopeful. That's right. really hopeful. <laughs> right. Right. I don't think it's depressing. I don't think it's depressing. I've never found his music depressing. No. Which I guess says something about us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but right. I've never found it depressing. Right. You know, I can listen to someone like, and I, I love, love, love Elliot Smith, and I think right. Elliot Smith is, is a, was a genius and I, a beautiful person. But sometimes when I listen to Elliot Smith, I feel that depression and it makes me sad. So I don't know what it is about Connor specifically that that doesn't have that effect, but yeah. I'm grateful for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you uh, what do you think of the solo stuff? Do you think that there's an an element that requires Mike Mogus <laughs> for for Bright Eyes, or do you? Because cause I'll be honest, the last couple solo albums have kind of haven't spoken to me as much as as this maybe it was just because the people's key was right before it and that was so uh so big but um i, I don't know because it's like the, the with when he was doing the solo stuff with mystic valley band he still had nate walcott and i love that there's there's so many good songs and so much wisdom in those songs and yes. and, and now i don't know i don't get that same feeling now it's almost like i wonder is he growing up and and settling down <laughs> And or do, no, are you I still don't... are you still getting that connection? Well, can we talk about ruminations? Yeah, yes, that's what uh, I'm talking about. Yeah, I I don't know if it's because of where I am in my personal life, but ruminations really hit me hard. Um, it, it, ruminations is a hard one because he's getting all these rave reviews. It's brilliant. It's painful. You know, it's his, he's his, he does his best work when he's depressed, you know, and um, that's unfortunate. But um, ruminations kind of brought me back to that raw feeling of being human. There's a lot of pain in it, but there's also a lot of acceptance, which is a big deal for me right now. Um, you know, learning that. You know, you hear his last uh, was Upside Down Mountain, mm -hmm. and there was some anxiety, a lot of anxiety in that album, a lot of depression, but there was some hope, and there was some, hey, you know, 
What a thing to be a witness to the sunshine. There's hundreds of ways to get through the day, that fight to get better, and then ruminations comes out. Right. And it's bomb of sorrow and, and heartache and pain. And it's comforting to me because I went through a phase of serious healing and then was hit with serious depression and acceptance of the cycles, acceptance of this is life, acceptance that this will pass, you will get through this. You know, this whole thing started over for me. And so ruminations is very important to me. I find, I found Connor again in ruminations. I found that, that thing that was kind of slipping away, you know, slipping away as uh -huh. he grew up, as he, you know, became such a, a better song, you know, whatever you want to put, his maturity. Um, not that it was a bad thing, but this this album, I really reconnected with Connor, and um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm probably that annoying person now where <laughs> I'm like, I know you don't like Connor, but you have to listen to this. You know? <laughs> and then they're like rolling their eyes. Uh huh. Oh God, here she I goes just don't again. get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> Can't he just stop? You know. Um, but you know, you speak in bright eyes lyrics, and and people don't know what you're saying, and it's just you know. Yeah started over again so sorry everyone i'm sorry everyone you know well i'll have to give it a couple more listens because um i don't know i have a hard time with with uh without bass and so just my ears and i get hit. Right, right so um that's kind of what what it was for me it was just it was more of the fact that it was just him maybe it's too raw and I'm not I'm not ready for it yet. <laughs> Maybe, right. And it is. It it's very raw. And it was and, and I think I mean the first my first listen, I sat I was sitting down, it was in my headphones and I was my face was just soaked with tears. And I I think it it was less about the music and the and and the the lyric, well, not the lyrics, but the music and everything that Bright Eyes has, so much music, so much energy, but it was that connection again, that whatever it is we can't explain, it was there again. And um, I'm really, really um, happy about the release of this album. Unfortunate circumstances for it, of course, and, and my heart breaks for him, and I hope that he's, you know, finding healing through it. I, I would think so, because... Um, to be able to write something like that and put it out, you know, in 48 hours. I mean, that's, that's therapy. So, um, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I feel you. I feel you. Um, you were talking about acceptance and, <laughs> and the cycles and going through a really deep healing and then falling into depression <laughs> af after the healing <laughs> is, would you mind talking about that a little bit? I mean, you don't have to go into the circumstances, but because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with, in that you feel like you've like you go through this healing process and you suddenly you think you're fine, <laughs> and and it's it's kind of like it's continuous work, you know. And so like I I don't know what do you think think brings on that? Is it almost like a a, a mourning of the loss of your your pain? I, I think about that sometimes, actually. Um, it becomes so comfortable. It becomes what you know. And, you know, I've my whole life, 
I struggled with this. And it was only a few years ago that I actually took steps on my own, you know, um, I don't want to tell people to how to how to do their therapy, how to how to fix their depression. But in my case, I had to go to therapy, get off of medication, which, like I said, I'm not advocating um, because it wasn't working for me um, and start natural healing processes. And it actually worked for me. And for two or three years, I actually felt happy, joy, um, being able to live in the moment um have peace of mind and it was it, it's beautiful and i'm i'm still i i hate to say that that's gone it's not gone um when it when it lessens and the depression or the anxiety starts to sink back in you know you get caught in that coming back um you know and it's a scary place it's hard to talk about right now because recently i did have a bit of a a dark spot um but I'm starting to see the light again, which is good. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of people, you know, they come to me and they say, well, you know, you you healed, and how can I how can I do that? And, you know, it is a continuous process, and that's hard to hear because, you know, people think, well, I'll get better and I'll stay better, and maybe you will, but it takes, it takes a lot. It takes effort. It takes, you know, it just takes a lot. Um, I have to take care of myself, and I notice if I don't take care of myself, if even one of my, you know, steps in taking care of myself is lacking, I'm going to start to feel bad. You know, it's it's a struggle, and it and I get that it's a lifelong struggle, and the acceptance in that is very important. I I have a I I I always I I kind of preach of the the beauty of the internet and social media as opposed to everyone that talks about the the dark the downside of it but do you think i that maybe i mean there there's like this the social media are there are there things on social media that you see that affect i just see and i do it too there's a there's this need for i need to take a social media break you know i did that yeah i did that yeah yeah that and and, and so I, I just do you think that it's because we get wrapped up in like so many different energies that we kind of yes. lose lose track? Yes. Um because I have this this need, this desire, this purpose to help people and help people under understand and and just be there for people and a lot of times um as as an em- empathetic person, as an empath, you soak in a lot of things. You soak in a lot of pain and it's sometimes it's overwhelming. Um, especially when you're not at your 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 fullest, and sometimes you have to step back, and that's that's hard in itself because you you don't want to do that. Right. Um, but I find social media has been, in Instagram in particular, where where I talk to a lot of Connor fans, it's been very helpful for me. I'm uh, very have social anxiety. I don't have a lot of real life friends. You know, I don't have a lot of connections. I'm very very introverted. And um, to be able to talk to these people who have a common a common bond, a common thread, and um, you know, Instagram, I joined it just to. I'm not a social media person. I don't have Facebook or anything like that. 
And I decided to go the Connor route, and I think that was a good idea. I've met a lot of fantastic people. You know, I've learned a lot about myself. Um, it can be a very good thing. It can be a very good thing. But like you said, sometimes you you just have to step back. You have to take a break and just focus, recenter, level out, find a place to level out. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. You, you have, have to. to you know. Yeah, that's what I I. I, I'm actually, I kind of, I took the weekend off. Of, I haven't even really looked at it. Um, but I've noticed my DMs are full. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it's like, well, I don't know. I don't know that people, when, when you when you're, have really strong empathetic tendencies, even just looking at pictures, like, <laughs> you do take on a lot. No, I, yeah. I completely understand, and I know... It, it's hard to explain if you don't have that, if you're not, you know, you don't have that level of, what's the right word? It, it's not just empathy. It's you are actually soaking in. I can look at words right, on a screen, look at someone's yeah. picture, and I will feel their pain. I will feel their happiness, and it sometimes it's too much. Yeah. 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 That's what sometimes people say, How do you know this how do you know this? And it's like, Well, you're broadcasting it. <laughs> don't you see? Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. and they don't even see that they're broadcasting <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. And and it's it I can you can say it's like going into a crowd of people. I can't do crowds of people very well because I feel you know, I feel yeah what they're all feeling and it's overwhelming and so I'm alone a lot, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, yeah. It turns out it's no different on social media. I, I have a hard time going into crowds because everybody's such an asshole. <laughs> well, like, that too. It, it makes me mad. And it's like, come <laughs> on. can't. Why do you have to all be such assholes? <laughs> Being nice is not that difficult. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, so yeah, so, yeah I, I, I agree with you. I think you need to take a break every now and then. Um, but I, w I want to talk a little bit about maybe how hashtags have have affected you how because it's in, in going the connor route with your instagram page i'm sure i'm i'm all about hashtags and i'm all about spreading hashtag awareness you <laughs> explore them click hash when you see something click it and see what you it's, it's like when i do my tarot readings i put the hashtags of each card and that's so if you can click that hashtag of that card and you can get all these other people's interpretations of that same card uh -huh. and I think like when where you would have gone the Connor route and your hashtags in particular are Connor related those are the people that are gonna come your way and I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this I just <laughs> I just I just thought it's that's very, probably kind of cool that fascinating to me you know how it you can is call people to, to you it's fascinating yeah. to me you know, you can click, you just click on, you know, something that says I and I, and all of a sudden you have 10 new people that can relate to you. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, and there's, it's so powerful. <laughs> I don't, and, and I it just is. don't know that it, if you use it correctly, it's so powerful. It is. Let's go back to, I want to talk about the people's key. Okay, let's talk about people's key. What do you think the people's key is? You mean literally? Yeah. What do you think? What that album? 
and and when he's talking the the people's key what is it have you thought no, you about know. that much i just thought it was thinking that this morning what what is it <laughs> how do you put it in words i don't think i can i think connor can you know it's yeah. great <laughs> i was i was thinking about the people's key this morning too um the album ends with the word mercy being repeated that's what it's all about. Yeah, and you know what's weird? I don't think that how he goes, what's the word? And they give him the word mercy, and he goes, yeah, mercy. But I don't think that was the word that <laughs> was in his head either. <laughs> I want to know what really? the word was in his head. But that's the one that gets repeated. That's I know I I've thought about that last line a lot. <laughs> it's like, it sounds like it sounds like no, I don't think that's what he was gonna say. That would be I, interesting to find out. <laughs> I like mercy. No, I do I too, like and I and I think that it was. I mean, I'm sure it was it. That was the word, you know. But I don't. That was the word it was supposed to be. But I don't uh -huh. think that was the word in his head that he was that he was looking for. Uh -huh. And that's why I think that's a really interesting way to look at it because the word that it was supposed to be, got said, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. I was talking to Holly this morning about it, saying, "What do, What do you think the people's key is?" What is it? And she said it's kind of like uh, um, her interpretation is it's like accessing your own Akashic, 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 I don't know how to say it, Akashic records, <laughs> like willingly, like willingly saying, looking back at your life in the past and all these things that you've done and saying, yeah, I was cruel and I was a jerk <laughs> and, and and all these things and I don't have to be anymore and willingly saying and and it's kind of like an unfolding of the the lotus flower where all just all these it's all opening piece by piece and you're just opening yourself up as you're letting and forgiving I think forgiveness is a big part of it too forgiving yourself is a big part of it forgiveness is a huge part of it and, I think and, it's turning the mirror on yourself finally right. turning the mirror on yourself like you said, self-examination and, right. and realization. Like you said, everything I've done, I've, I will acknowledge everything that I've done, all the pain that I've caused, even to myself. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Mercy, mercy for yourself. Mercy right, for right. Everything, right. Right, because you, you have to, if you don't forgive yourself, like, it's just like when somebody um, does something to you and you and you don't forgive them <laughs> they ask for forgiveness and you say nope i'm not going to forgive you forget it and then that person is is more likely to probably just repeat you know if you're not going to forgive me then i might as well be that person and yeah. it's, when, it's the same thing with yourself if you're not going to forgive yourself you're going to just keep repeating those same things over because you're not going to be as willing to atone for your own actions if you're not willing to forgive yourself i guess I never thought of it like that. Yeah, and it's not an easy thing. It's it's really not an easy thing, and um, it's a very important thing. You have to forgive yourself. You are human. You know, yes. you're not you're not perfect. You're going to do things, and, and as soon as you can you can find that that place to forgive yourself, you will move on and you will grow. I had right. I had to do that. We all have to do that. Right. I still right. do it sometimes on a daily basis. <laughs> You know, I'm sorry, self. Let's start over. <laughs> yeah, I am not this person I'm not anymore. This person. Right. Right. It's easy to get stuck in that. It's easy to get stuck in that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's what we label ourselves, and we stick to those labels. 
Yeah. I. I I also you were talking about how how you earlier about how it's kind of got this futuristic people look at it as kind of this futuristic science fictiony thing. Um, but I think that I, I, it's true. But I think it's what it's doing is telling us. It's it's like it's like the song uh, Triple Spiral, where it's like, okay, it's time. Like we have to willingly like walk away from the old. You know, it's like you have yes. to always be renewing, and holding on to these old artifacts. You know, isn't really doing anything but keeping us anchored. And so like that's it was a, just a huge album for me because it was like that was like where I got all these like probably my whole philosophy comes off that album right because it's like because it's like you have to be you have to let yourself be new and we have such a hard time everyone always talks about the good old days and when i was a kid and you know even the even the sports radio that i listen to in the morning when i'm driving my kids to school the guys got on these old retired people i'm like where are the new people where are the people playing now i'm yelling at the radio you're i don't want to talk about the stuff from the past let's talk about the new and you have to be doing that with yourself you have to be even i hear it hear it with uh all the kids these days they don't even go out and play like when i was a kid and it's like well that's because they can't right they they don't have that freedom that you enjoyed so so you have to adapt too you know yes i don't know i'm just um, just rambling no you're not and it it, it's even like the beginning of jejun stars it's like every new day is a gift the song of redemption and it's every day we're born again and again and again and again. You go back to that theme, and you have to realize at some point that what was working for you in the past, and you think, oh, yeah, those were the good old days. They really weren't. Um, you know, I can look back and say there were good people. There were good memories. There were good times. I was not happy. I was not myself. You know, so all of those old ways of doing things and old ways of thinking, they have to die. They have to go, go away. And you have to grow. Easier yeah, so said than a, done, though, right? It's, it is the most difficult thing <laughs> probably ever, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And, you know, you'll meet new people and hopefully people will stick around. And, you know, it. what will be will be there's a lot of acceptance in that, too. And I think that's one of the powerful aspects of social media is that you can shape your social media universe however you yes. want it. And so you can, like, I know for me, I used to struggle with, please, like, the people that I knew and in my family. And in, and in fact, if Instagram would have existed as it does now, five years ago, I probably would have a lot better relationships with my extended family because like back in those days I was a asshole on Facebook you know and we kind of had this this fallout but only because like you want to be acknowledged as who you are you want to be acknowledged as your authentic self and when people won't do that we kind of start like why don't you see like that's when like I think you see these arguments between families and it's like I need you to see me as I am and I and we're coming into the holidays and people have anxiety about going around family because they want to be accepted as what they are and they're really not how however now with social media we're able to create join these communities with all these like-minded people who do accept us exactly as we are not even as our bodies i don't the funny thing is is like 
most people I know as their Instagram username, you know? I don't even, like, yeah. I have to think. I'll get an order. Someone will order a, a reading, and I have to think, who is that? Who is that? Because <laughs> yes. you're Crystal Lifted, you know? <laughs> I'm like, even just a minute, I got to go do this podcast with Crystal Lifted, you know? Right. And, and that's just... I don't know. It's it's kind of cool. I guess it's kind of like going back to like being a kid in clubhouse days, you know, where everyone's got these code names. You know, I, everyone's in my DMs. Hey, hobo, and it's like, hey, I, you know. And it's almost but, like it gives a name. It gives a name to your personality. It gives it. Yeah. It gives a yeah. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. We're able to be and choose our names and be our authentic selves in this yeah. in this other place where people do accept us as we are, and then that takes the pressure off the other people that we come into contact with the day through the day as like I don't now I don't care if you recognize if someone I meet recognizes me as who I am because I have this whole other support group of people who do that never existed before you know I, and so absolutely absolutely so I'm rambling again <laughs> no, it but, makes all the sense in the world and it's really it's helped in that in that way it really has you know because there's a lot of especially and not just people with social anxiety but being around people in general and you you want them to see you, but you don't want them to see you. Right. You know, what What if they see me and they don't like me? There's a lot of that, you know, not anymore. But that, that social media has helped with that because you have that group of people who get to see you and it's all okay. Right. And you get you get that forum and platform to vo to put your voice out there. And so then it's not as important to put your voice out there in other situations. Because now I get together with family, and it's just like it's all about them. How are you doing? I, I don't even want to talk about me. I get, I get plenty yes. of talking about me, you know. <laughs> now yes. I'll just pretend. I'll just assimilate into you now. I'm not going to worry about you accepting me. I'll. What? Who do you need me to be? <laughs> Fine. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> um. So yeah. No. So. So. I don't know where I was going with that, but. <laughs> We just ramble on and on. See, I, I know. I Connor lyrics all day long. I do it to people who don't know Connor, and they're like, you know, they'll ask me sometimes, did you just make that up? And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> no. Well, we it had... Uh, it wouldn't be working here if I could write like that, but thank you, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and speaking of the people's key, that's, that's kind of how, I mean, there was, you know, I kind of adopted the Papa Hobo moniker right. and and holly's had her personal page was mother mountain and and i don't know that anybody nobody said anything anyway i don't know how many people actually picked up on <laughs> what we had going on there oh yeah it's it funny it fits it was it's it, it when i when i met both of you on instagram it was like oh that works yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's how we kind of we are i mean that's another reason bright eyes is so important to me like our whole relationship started right about the same time that I discovered Bright Eyes, so, um, and she had already, we, we met, I was in my 30s when I met her, so, um, wow. we, well, we've, we've, ten, 10 years ago, so, yeah, we, our whole relationship is built on, <laughs> on listening to Bright Eyes together, because when we first started dating, that's when I first was getting into it, so, so there's been a lot of Bright Eyes in our between us <laughs> that's great that's beautiful because it's it's you know i see that people have a band in common they have a band that they follow but there's something about connor 
there's that dissection we constantly dissect and we study and we we listen and I can still listen to lifted and I, I still listen word for word and just uh-huh. soak it in and dissect it yeah so yeah. there's always something to talk about that's <laughs> you know yeah yeah well we even we even uh, we just had our eighth anniversary last week and eight years oh, ago we were living in oh thanks we were living in Salt Lake City and um, it was the first Connor uh, solo tour with Mystic Valley and they weren't coming to Salt Lake City so we flew to uh, San Diego to see him and then we got married at this at the courthouse and we were we flew out to see him and we got married while we were in San Diego wow. and then three years later we we're living in San Diego it was crazy wow <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing so yeah that was our, our trip it was our trip out to fly out to see uh, Connor and we were like let's just get married <laughs> wow <laughs> when you know so, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 no that was and so like that's been and, like, and then we've had like road trips and shit to go see him play and our, our kids we took our kids to see him so but you know our kids like same like it's that's just part of our that's just the part of the landscape of our lives is that's what's on in the background so Honestly. when i when i meet another and i and i've never really met another really huge fan like like i am until i came across you oh yeah i, mean, I know they're out there but i've never physically i've never personally met anybody no I have yet to meet someone in person. Yeah. I mean, I share I share it with my sister, but it's not to the to the extent of, you know, I have the CDs in my car. I have my MP3 player constantly on my person. I have the records in the house. I mean, it's it's always playing. Yeah, you're diehard. Diehard. <laughs> I, was, it, it, I was. I yeah. was. I probably there was probably five years straight where all I listened to was Bright Eyes, but I've gotten away from that now. But you're still there. Yeah, and I, I I promise I really do listen to other things throughout. The <laughs> but Connor's always accessible. You know? Right, right, <laughs> right. Well, that's that's why I like to call it the gospel of bright eyes because it is. It's like something that it's like grabbing your Bible when you're. That's how I look at it, and I jokingly talk about it that way. You know, I'll say, "Oh, you know, turn to the book of Lifted." Uh, <laughs> you know, and it, it it's it's funny to me, but it it really is whatever, maybe you want to define it as a religion i hate to say that but it that people would probably say that you know are you in a cult i've heard that are you in a cult i'm not in a cult you know <laughs> stop it kind of kind of something makes me feel happy leave me alone you know yeah yeah what do you gotta what do you gotta what do you gotta hate i used to i used to go under the somebody had named me um when the internet started you know back in the day um yeah. What, what can I be? What can be my username on whatever Yahoo or whatever it was at the time? And a friend of mine said Connor Addict, and that stuck with me. Before I was Crystal Lifted, I was Connor Addict because uh, I could, they should take it away from me and see what happens. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. You're not gonna like me anymore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like it's. I just think I I love the. Uh, I, and I and that goes back to the people's keys, the idea of of, of social media. That's where I was going with this before. I got, <laughs> is is like when he says in with the new, out with the old, or however the words are. It's kind of early still in my time. That's um, it, that's, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's what I like like about social media is like you can be constantly renewing, 
And rather than sitting looking at it and going, oh, yeah, that's not the way it was when I was younger, you have to embrace it and say, no, this is the now. This is the new. You're just right. going to get left behind if you don't embrace the new. And I think that's why it kind of has that science fiction-y feel. Yeah. Because it really is, that is like the, the what I think think of Instagram is that it that has become like the moment, you know? <laughs> like all these moments are captured and all these other people are reliving your moments. We're all looking at these exact same images. Yes. And and uh, it's just a new way of, of connecting. And it's a good thing. I do think it's a good thing. You know, I follow like 6,000 people. So I'm looking at so many images. <laughs> and every time I have a free minute, I'm scrolling and, and just looking. And I do think you do, you can sharpen your empathy and you can make yourself that more aware person just by like these little peeps into all these people's lives. It kind of sounds oh, creepy. Cool. No, but... <laughs> it's, it's when you put it that way. Yeah, you're peeping into people's lives. <laughs> but I guess they're putting it out there. It's like these little slices of life, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely learning a lot. Definitely learning a lot. I've been so isolated for a long time, and uh, it's very helpful. Yeah, and do you think you were talking about how you're an introvert? Do you think that in having being able to open yourself up on social media um, and and have that protect kind of a protective wall, you know, that you, mm. you're able to like be you without being completely shut down. Do you think that ha translates as, as you're sharing more through this electronic wall, <laughs> you're in the walls are coming down in your physical existence? Yes. Yes, they are. Are you finding more confidence? Yes. Confidence is there now. I, I approach people to talk to them. I, I engage in conversation with other human beings. It's a beautiful thing. And yeah, social media definitely helps with that. I think it goes back to that trying to wanting to be accepted. That's and exactly when, what it when is. When the people in your life aren't accepting you, and now suddenly here's this group of people who are accepting you, and now like you're able to just go out into the world as you because you know you've got some there are some people that recognize you. It is funny too because we on social media you you don't you don't physically see the people that are hanging out in your room mm -hmm. but um if somebody you know becomes negative or becomes you know kind of makes you uncomfortable there's a delete button there's a block button yeah, a block. and you know that translates into real life. Right. You know it, you know a lot of you, you meet somebody that gives you a weird feeling, you don't have to talk to that person. It, it, it sounds like something so easy. People probably think, well, well, of course, Crystal. But that's something I had to learn. You know, something I had to learn. No, so media you have to. Yeah. That's, like the, that's like the block button is like practice for letting go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's cool. I never thought of it like that. But, yeah, it totally is totally is and you can you can shape uh, there are people that that are like someone was a was some troll was harassing me for a couple of days and i just kept he kept this guy kept re coming up with new um accounts just to come oh, post wow. shit on my readings and i just i wouldn't reply i didn't even reply I just block 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 and he'd come on you can't just shape your world the world like this people are allowed a voice on to their opinions no block <laughs> you can go voice your opinion on your own you know? Wow. And, that's great. You are allowed to have your opinion. I'm not, I, I choose not to be abused. You know, right, right, right. 
right 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 my right you post your opinion <laughs> post your opinion elsewhere even right. tag me i don't care but don't come on someone a reading i did for somebody and and spout off this is my personal space you, you're not allowed in it thank you well and the reality of it is is 95 percent of the things that i post somebody's paid for you know <laughs> and so it's oh. like come on don't don't put negativity on this thing somebody paid for that's that's my reason. You can come come at me in a DM with your negativity. We'll talk in right. a DM. Don't do it publicly. Sorry, right. that's just my own personal rant. That's my old cranky <laughs> man this on the Sunday morning. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> oh, so so what do you think? What is what's the uh what's what, what do we do? How do we how do we march through the rest of this world? with uh, Connor's wise words. What What is he telling us? Where do we go from here? That's kind of a broad, crazy question, but where do we go from here, Crystal? <laughs> How do we get through this thing? <laughs> yeah, could be because we will. Um, you know, someone was talking to me last night on Instagram and telling me, you know, do you realize how many people look forward to what you post and, and how you use Connor's music to get through to people? And, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just a 30-something-year-old woman in South Louisiana, you know, going through some, going through some shit. Um, and if I can use Connor's words and Connor's pictures and Connor's music to help other people, that's very fulfilling and it makes me feel a lot better. Um, so I think what we, what I take from Connor's music, what I think should be taken from Connor's music is in that we're all in this together. You're not alone in anything. If you can be there for somebody, be there for somebody. To a healthy extent, you know, enabling is never good. Um, just use your pain to help other people get through theirs. That's, I think, that's where I want to go with this. That's where I hope to continue to go with this while I learn about myself, while I learn about the world not be alone in it take other people along for the ride and just try to be the best person i can be and help as many people as i can just however i can and using connor is helping me help other people and that's a beautiful thing so yeah 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 and you just said something too where you said you said use your pain to help other people and that's so that's huge like that's like like you, sorry, I'm just having a, a cathartic moment here. <laughs> you, from something you said, you triggered something. You can, you can transform your pain. Like when, when you're using your pain at, to help others. What do you mean by that? Like, like you can, like connecting with people and saying, "Look, I've been through this too, and now you, you mm -hmm. can get, and you'll get through it." Yeah, and, and when you once you do that, you transform it from pain. It's no longer pain. Now it's this teaching thing that you have. Exactly. And then that helps you get over it. Yes, it's very therapeutic. And in a way, I guess you can explain it how an addict who gets sober and then they dedicate their life to helping other addicts. You know, something like that on an emotional scale. It's, it's all very connected, you know. Right, um, right. It's no different, you know, going through depression, going through anxiety, going through pain, whatever it was, trauma, and just being able to, to show somebody that you can get through it or 
I understand how you feel. You know, I don't understand why we suffer. I don't think we're supposed to understand that while we're here, but I have to believe that we can use it to help other people get through it. Like right. that must be what it's for is to connect with other people and, and help each other out. Well, yeah, because think about it. We can, people connect so much more through their pain and suffering than through happiness, you know? <laughs> like, like that's real. That it really is. We connect through our through our suffering. Yeah. So that you can make something beautiful. If you could turn that suffering into something beautiful, like this new relationship or a new friendship, or even just turning, stopping somebody from, you know, turning somebody who's heading down a dark path back towards some light then that's huge it is and and you know that's what connor does is turns pain whether it's his or what he sees into something beautiful and something that helps people heal that's powerful and i can't write like he can so <laughs> i'm going to take my pain and hopefully turn it into something healing and beautiful for other people Awesome, and I and I like and and keep keep preaching, keep <laughs> keep keep sending those messages of Connor out there because like 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 just like you're the you're the the prophet the prophetess <laughs> out there here's te with with teaching this this uh, this new gospel that a lot of people a lot of people haven't seen or heard. And I can use you know especially recently with all the new Instagram people comes to me for advice, and I just find myself, not even on purpose, okay, well, you know in that Connor song where he said, <laughs> and they're like, that's exactly right. You know, it's helpful. It's very powerful. His words are very powerful wherever they come from. But I think they're very, very powerful, very therapeutic. Yeah, and it's, and it's, and it's, and he's, and it's weird for me because it's like he's so young. We're the same, like... I'm the same age as Connor, and so it's like, it's it's been kind of interesting to follow along through the process all his albums and I'll go yeah that's where I was at that age that's where I was at that age this is me now it's it's interesting yeah but but he was so aware at that age <laughs> you know when you look back at it you go yeah that was me at that age he was aware enough at that age to record it to notice it and record it like like the the wisdom at that young at the young age of those early albums like blows me away I can't believe how young he was when lifted even you know like like to be that aware that that's actually what's happening because most of us are just lost and going through motions and we're just yeah. like like the, the 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 rapids we're like in a river and, the, and they we're go we just we can't stop we're rolling along and somehow he like got out of the river and wrote some songs right you know? i heard an interview with him once where he talked about bob dylan and he talked about he was so amazed at how bob dylan could write what he writes and he said, it's almost like he's not writing it. It's flowing through him. And I laughed out loud when I heard him say that because I'm like, dude, that's you. That's how we're <laughs> you. Like, sometimes I think, because so, I listen to something like Lifted, and I think, a human being didn't write this. You're a vessel. That came yeah. through you, son. You know? Like, yeah, that came, that like, was like somebody that lived many lives. <laughs> yeah, <true. You> know? <laughs> it's like you just picked up a pen and it flowed through him, you know? Because, wow. <laughs> Yeah. But I thought it was funny that, you know, we look at we look at Connor that way and he doesn't see it. He sees Bob Dylan that way. You know, it's like, right, right. It's like Connor Oberst, what's that you know, <laughs> big deal. Yeah. Yeah, well I think you know what, I think that there's he's 
and that might be what something that what can I connect with them as well is that you know I it's like you can feel his 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 introvertedness coming through, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, he, he, like you say, the songs are flowing through him and he can't not do it, but you almost seems like, like it's sometimes it's painful to have to like put this out there into the world. And it is, and it's and, a very brave thing that he does. And as you know, because you've seen him live, you watch him, you know, he can't even open his eyes, you know, right. it's, like, it's painful, but yeah. in a way it's like, he knows he has to do it. You he know, can't. He can't open his eyes at the beginning. <laughs> By the end, he's usually right, engaged. Right. But it's like <laughs> that first. Those know. first two songs, though, no way. You don't. You know. You, you don't even know if he has eyes. <laughs> no. It's, <you> know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just you can tell, and you can tell. He's like sometimes he talks about that a lot too. I just want to shut it off. Let me walk yeah. away, please. Then that please, please let me walk away. And <laughs> you can't. You know you can't, and he knows he yeah. can't. You know, yeah. and that's got to be hard. Yeah, yeah, and then and, but then you you see him like okay look look guys, uh, I don't want to be doing this either. I don't want to be the one having to come out here. You can come out too, you know. There, and exactly. that, and I think that's what yeah, it's awesome. It is awesome. It's awesome. This has been awesome. This has been fun. Yeah. I could talk. I could talk talk bright eyes all day though. So. I could too. Like <laughs> four days probably. <laughs> I was telling you before we started this, I don't talk much. I'm a very quiet person. I'm the kind of person that people come up to and say, you're so quiet. Why don't you yeah. talk? Get me talking about Connor Oberst or empathy or something like that. I'm not going to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I can do this all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and sometime we got to get together and we're going to just like put on. What I do is I have all of the all of his songs on a single playlist mm-hmm. on Spotify and I just hit shuffle. And so like, like. I just love I love it to take it in that way where it's just you never know what the next song is going to be. That's what I have. I have my, you know, kids MP3 player has all his songs on it and at work throughout the day. Thankfully, they let us listen to music and I just hit shuffle. Yeah. Yeah. Let it I love play. it. I, and and then you put it out there to the universe. All right. What's the Connor playlist going to tell me today? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like an oracle. <laughs> Yeah. So, so someday we're gonna sit down and we're gonna listen to Bright Eyes and we're gonna just talk for hours. That sounds like heaven. So, <laughs> either either I'm gonna get out to Louisiana one day or when you're out in California, we're gonna get together. Absolutely. Well, anything else? Did anything you want to add? Is there anything we didn't cover? Because I know you like like I said, you're the you're the prophetess. Like, <laughs> what, what did I miss? I'll take it. You know, like I, I'll just say it again. You know, there's, there's got to be purpose for all this pain. And, um, you know, if when he talks about there's hundreds of ways to get through the day, just find one. And I know what it feels like to not be able to find one. You can't even be appreciative of the breath in your lungs. And I find, you know, I, besides the people in my life that I love, that I would never leave. And um, I'm grateful for constantly. Um, I know not everybody has that. Connor's music will always be there, and if it means what it means to you, just play a song. Pick a song, pick an album, and just 
exist in that in that moment and realize that you're going to be okay you know and you're not alone and that's i think it's a beautiful thing to have it's a beautiful thing to have yeah very very grateful for connor and i like i said um we're here to help each other out so any chance you get even if it's just smiling at someone or texting them with a a connor oberst lyric to make them smile do it you know that's where we're (laughs) we're here for each other i do that i have you know I'll just text people randomly throughout the day, just the Connor lyric, and they'll spit out the next line. It's just cool. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what I you always you what you always do for me is you're kind of my bright eyes oracle because you'll post something and I'll be like, well, there's no resisting it. I gotta go listen to that now. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> what is what is it I'm supposed to hear in this song? Because now it's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everything you post, it's like, well. There went my day. Now it's, I guess it's going to be Bright Eyes. Uh, whatever I was listening to is, is over. So, no, that's, this was fun. This was really fun. Um, cool. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much. The rain had started tapping on the window in my bed. There was a loophole in my dreaming, so I got out of it. And to my surprise, my eyes were wide and already open. My nightstand and my dresser Where those nightmares had just been So I dressed myself and left them Out into the grey streets But everything seemed different Completely new to me The sky, the trees, houses, buildings Even my own body And each person I encountered I couldn't wait to meet And I came upon a doctor Who appeared in quite poor health I said there's nothing that I can do for you can't do for yourself He said, oh yes, you can Just hold my hand I think that that would help So I sat with him a while And I asked him how he felt He said, I think you've gone cured No, in fact, I'm sure Thank you, stranger
when my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through when my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through if you tell me that you love me i'll be coming back to you 